Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 79. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, a mini review of the Studio Ghibli film The Cat Returns from 2002, and then a main review of the new David Ayer directed film The Tax Collector uh, that was just released on Video On Demand. So uh, without further ado guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? Okay, and with that said, Nabil, what have you been watching lately? Oh, you know, when you're going on trying to find something to watch, you realize how much there is to actually watch and how much you really don't want to watch. Uh, first off, uh, I'm going to need you to put your shirt back put on. shirt back on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so way what too are you much talking about, on? Nabil? There's way too many shows to catch up on. I'm in like a, a whole trying to binge through seasons and get through shit, and it's like, what do you choose? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I know James, you've got like a list which you probably keep yourself organized just to knock things yeah. out. But I, I mean, can't. I do I'm that. Just... I do that specifically because there's been so many times when I have like a stack of movies, or I mean, at this point, it's all digital stuff. But yeah, and then I forget about it. But uh, the Apple TV makes it really easy because you can just add add to like coming next on the like the um, main page. So it's kind of like they always pop up. You're like, oh yeah, I need to watch that eventually. I try to list, and I always seem to veer away from it. Like I always. Really? Tend to like sidebar and be like, oh wait, 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 wait. I want to watch this first. This could have been a good topic of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Just we're, hard. What do we do? We do what we're watching. Or, I'm sorry. I mean, we but forgot. truthfully, I mean, you guys are all on Letterbox. Use the watch list on there. It yeah, we got to go through and organize. I think that's a, a good recommendation. I think for you a lot guys should all start reviewing your stuff because I think for the end of the year it will help you out greatly. And finally, remember, did I watch this? Oh, yeah, I did. Because Nabil oh, yeah. can never remember what I'm I, I'm watching anyway, so, you know. And that's why you sure. picked Hobbs and Shaw last year as your top ten. <laughs> it was so. a good film. You know I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I've seen it twice now, but no. See? But okay. I've yeah. seen it four times. So what oh, I actually God. did watch, I, I'm not going to make any comments on that, Pablo, there. But what I actually did watch this last week was I finally finished Justified. Second viewing of the whole season. Six seasons through, all on Hulu. Oh, and I'm so jealous. Jesus. <laughs> watching, watching Justified made me forget, or I'm sorry, made me remember how cool Timothy Oliphant is as a cowboy. Yes. Um, I know he's in Deadwood. I have, I'm, I'm interested in watching that next, I think, because of it. But he is super cool as Raylan Givens, playing a bounty, uh, bounty hunter-ish, marshal-ish kind of guy uh, in Kentucky, trying to go after Walter Goggins, who is basically the less amped up version of what you see him doing everything else now he's they, everything right they, they yeah. are like <laughs> yeah. in a way like opposites of each other they they, they are. are extreme opposites of each other and i like that sorry to interrupt me bill but if you do love him as Raylan givens um you will definitely love him in shit with the Dead hbo Wood. show Deadwood, Dead sir yeah yeah, Lost my train that's of thought where there. I think I'm kind of going the whole cowboy thing. I mean, you know, he's from uh, Timothy Olyphant's actually from Modesto, Northern California, and so he's definitely not, you know, 
southern or any kind of type of cowboy, but man, he can play the role pretty well. He's got the accent down, and he's hilarious. I was I went that down the rabbit hole. That show has never interested me. I don't know why. It's it's not. It's one of the first where the where television changed over from just being procedural cop dramas or like mm-hmm. the repeating serialized shows to actually yeah. having an arc of every story. This is where yeah. one of those shows started, and because this was on FX. When it first came out, and they started doing those weird shows like that, and gotcha, Sons of gotcha. Anarchy, I gotcha. you know, and AMC with Breaking Bad. So these are kind of like the earlier shows that started that trend. Until we got where we at now. Um, so I think that also helped because you could see like the first season had had one arc; it was start to finish. But then after that, it kind of continued with a, a whole thread of a story all the way to the end. They um, didn't really have like a big bad until like the the mob guy from Chicago. Right. Then, like, who was in, like, season two or three, right? Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. started changing things around and said, okay, now we've got, like, this kind of overhanging umbrella. Basically, great show. Good. It's not overly violent, not too much sex, not too much uh, drama. It's it's fun because they make fun of themselves and the whole campiness of dealing with a lot of uh, hillbillies, you know, some white trash folk. And they lean into making fun of that. But at the same time, they, you know, he's a bounty hunter. or I like to say bounty hunter because that's how he acts. But he's really a U.S. Marshal. Um, who takes himself not too seriously, but no, and knows what he is getting himself into. Um, so it's it's very funny and very cool at the same time. Definitely a recommendation to uh, watch on Hulu. I so uh, can't wait to finish that. Yeah, you've what, what another season left? Yeah, I'm on season five. I'm almost done, and then um, then I'll start season six. Uh, definitely wor- uh, worth watching. It's just been kind of been fun to, to get back into that kind of show, too. Um, the other thing I watched was uh, An American Pickle. It came on HBO uh, last weekend. Uh, it's that Seth Rogen film about basically a man who fell into a vat of pickle juice and um, somehow survived and was preserved for 100 years and was freed and now is in the modern-day New York. <laughs> and, and that's about as much as... Uh, you need to know of the whole plot because it's him trying to figure out his life with his only living relative, also Seth Rogen. Um, characters are Herschel Greenbaum, which is the uh, great-great-grandfather of Ben Greenbaum. And he is trying to, Herschel is trying to figure out what he needs to do with where his family is and try to build a life. And Ben doesn't want anything to do with it. He's just kind of happy the way he's living his life. And um, I don't want to spoil it because the show or the movie... Um, does not get spoiled in the trailer. You you think you know everything that's happening when you see the trailer, and it doesn't. It takes a different turn. It's I will say it's funny, but it's not like a normal slapstick Seth Rogen comedy that you might see. It's he he leans in. I was telling you this, James, that it's a bit. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of leans into his heritage a bit. He's leaning more onto like his Jewish ancestry and. Um, it's not Seth Rogen just playing the same character he plays in every movie? No, him as the Ben Greenbaum, that's him. When he's playing the younger himself, <laughs> it's him in every film that he plays I in. I assumed. Yeah. But the, the older trailer, version of like, him. Yeah. You could swap this guy with the 40 year old version one, been the fine. knocked up one. Same Would, guy. Wouldn't give it a second guess. But the older version yeah. of him, the great-grandfather, very interesting tank and how he uh, plays him and, and the you know, knowing what the guy's views are based off of what modern time is, what's acceptable, what's not. Mm-hmm. But also quite funny because it does lean into the guys trying to start a pickle business and that's kind of funny and leans into kind of the culture of natural organic stuff and the way that's presented is pretty funny too on the 
the way yeah. he ob- obtains his pickles and how he markets it and sells it and what happens to the people that just kind of buy into everything he says because he's just an uh, old school farmer-ish kind of guy. But like I said, most of the story really leans into the idea of family and Jewish heritage and um, finding that camaraderie in in your faith when you might have lost it. And you don't, like I said, don't really expect how that uh, where that's going to go in the film. Uh, but it is quite entertaining. It, it, I think that it's not something that I felt like I could have uh, related to if I didn't have some kind of experience of, of being exposed to that with uh, my wife's family. But uh, I think watching it kind of gives you a little bit of perspective of, of, of how a lot of Jewish families might interact and uh, how they are affected with, you know, with their history and not just always relating it to you know some of the worst things that have happened to them, but just what it means to be a Jew as far as not just religion, but as culture. So, uh, yeah. And American pixel, really good film. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I saw, I know it's made by, it's directed by, I think this is his first time directing something by himself, but strangely enough, I saw he, he made a few movies with his brother. I don't know if you've looked up the no, director or anything, but it's one of them that I actually watched this, this week, past week that I don't really want to talk about, but I feel like it, it it's necessary to talk about now. With that, it's called the FP. I don't know if you saw like a thing about it, but it's about this. Oh man, he made some really shitty movies back in the day. <laughs> it's like they they these two rival yeah. gangs fight each other like with Dance Dance Revolution, basically. So, but uh, wow. that director has <laughs> has is like a cinematographer. I think that's how he knows Seth Rogen. Like uh, this is the end. I think he was a cinematographer for it and all that stuff. So that's his connection to him, and that's that's cool that he's actually made something decent. Yeah, that's it. Very that's nice. Solid yeah. But that's what I've been watching, Marco. What about uh, what about you? What else do you got going on? Me? Oh, we're we're doing a little different I'm tossing today. Tossing huh? around, you know, I'm changing getting, things I'm up. Getting put on the spot. Uh, I watched a lot actually. It was actually tough for me to pick what I was going to talk about today, which hasn't happened cool. in a while. Anyways, let's get into. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm kidding. So yeah, I pulled a James and actually watched a lot of shit. Um. I finished Fargo season one on Hulu. Man, How was that it? I that talked about it last time, right? Is yeah, I talked about it briefly. Told you guys what it was about. I'm just gonna tell you, it is a fucking solid first season for a show, especially if you are a fan of the original movie. Like I said, they do have a lot of Easter eggs, and they do have some connections to the actual movie if you're paying attention. Uh, all the characters, like I said, that are in it have some familiarity to the original movie. Like the two uh, hitmen that I talked about last episode, uh, they're called Mr. Wrench and um, Mr. Numbers. <laughs> they have weird names. And they act kind of like Steve Buscemi and the other guy in the other movie where they have their quirks, which is pretty interesting. Uh, you finally learn Billy Bob Thornton's character's name. Um, if you don't want to know, then skip this, whatever. His name is Lauren Malvo. He's very mysterious at first, and you're kind of wondering like what this guy is, and you realize that he's just a loose cannon that has no affiliation to nobody, not to the syndicate in Far- from Fargo or not to anyone in the small town of Bemidji, which is where uh, Bemidji, um, Minnesota, which is where this takes place. And he basically sets off to do a mission and gets intertwined with Lester Nygaard, played Martin Freeman, um, because some... Something happens. I'm trying not to spoil it, but something happens, and these two guys cross paths, and it's them just trying to evade law enforcement and 
also trying to get away with everything that happened while not trying to get killed by the Fargo Syndicate. Uh, it's shot beautifully. There's so many good cinematography in it that I can't stress it enough. I got to say that if you haven't got a chance to check this show out, you really should. Again, it's streaming on Hulu. Uh, if you like crime dramas, especially like really violent ones, because this one, like I said, tends to get kind of gory, then this is for you. If you're a fan of the Fargo movie, then this is for you. And fun fact, I actually found out that the Coen brothers are actually uh, producers of the show as well, at least during the first season. I don't know about the rest. But uh, that alone should be enough to kind of incite you to check it out. Uh, aside from that, nice. I also finally saw a movie that is actually was actually on James's top 10 list for movies of 2019, and that is The Peanut Butter Falcon. came out in Yay. 2019. Very cool. Yeah, the uh, comedy drama. It just came out on Friday, I want to say, or Thursday on Hulu. And I just jumped on immediately and decided to watch it. Uh, so this one stars uh, Zach Gottenson. God, I always botch his name. Zach Gottenson as Zach and Shia LaBeouf as Tyler. And Dakota Johnson as Eleanor. And basically the movie, like, uh, it's about uh, this guy named Zach who uh, has Down syndrome. Escapes from... This home, this care home where he's at, where his family abandoned him, and uh, ends up running into Tyler, played by Shia LaBeouf, who is also trying to run away from like his demons and um, is a failed fisherman to a point um, in North Carolina. And these two just out of nowhere kind of start to hit it off and become really close friends. They start to see that you know they have things in common. Tyler kind of takes Zach under his wing and kind of shows him that you know, he shouldn't be limited by his disability, that everyone in the world has some sort of limitation in their life. Like not everybody can be, you know, something grand or spectacular and that his disability shouldn't stop him from living, you know, a somewhat normal life. And as it just follows them as they're making their trek uh, to their like destinations, Zach wants to go to a wrestling school to meet his idol, the saltwater redneck. <laughs> and Tyler's trying to get to Florida to become a sport fisher and be like a tourist attraction or open up a tourist attraction. So they basically bond throughout the entire trip. And it's very touching the way like it happens because some shit happened to Tyler in his past. Like he lost his brother and he's kind of hasn't made amends with that. And Zach kind of helps him get through with that the way like they bond and have their adventures and it kind of reminds Tyler of the time he spent with his brother and how he should really start to like move on from that and not latch onto his past and with Zach he starts to really see like his true potential and what he's able to do um and like it's just very very touching story man like it'll get you in the fucking feels I'm not gonna lie I did shed a little tears here and there throughout the movie I'm not gonna lie you know, throughout me. the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, like, dude, anything that has to do with the loss of a family member, it, you, it's definitely going to get me for sure. James, I'm sure, can relate. Yeah, but, it. it I'm I just piggybacking on that. I mean, I know I've talked about it in length before, but the the movie does the two leads are really good in Zach and Shia. That's why. So yeah, that they they actually did actually bond really well together on set as well, and that's kind of you can see that lead on into the movie. Absolutely. So if you look into great. a lot of the the behind the scenes stuff it's uh shia treats zach just like his character treats him like 
like there's no issue with it at all which i yeah. really appreciate and i liked a lot so yeah. and uh it's probably one of the first films that i've seen with dakota johnson where she can actually like uh act actually too so uh, dude she did great yeah uh, yeah the, the when she finally joins the track and is joining them on their little raft and it kind of looks like a huckleberry finn adventure yeah in the south definitely. only less racist um they it's it's cool to see like their interactions like their whole chemistry works really well like you were saying the dialogue is very realistic too like you don't really feel like they're actually like reading lines or anything it's just kind of like you know banter back and forth jokes back and forth and like just realistic conversations the situations they're in aren't always as realistic but i overlooked that overall like the movie is like a really touching story i think it's very well worth it if if you're a fan of these types of movies it's very funny too at, at some points especially when like zach and tyler are like uh in a bonfire and they're just drinking this this hooch that they got from this convenience store clerk and they're just getting blitzed off Blitz, their ass yeah. <laughs> around the fire and um it, it's a just a really touching story like i said it's on hulu right now so check it out if you haven't it's definitely become one of my favorite movies uh all aside from that, I've also seen The Nice Guys on, which is streaming on HBO, which is a 2016 action comedy directed by Shane Black. I don't know why I said his name like that. It's Shane Black. He was one of the characters on Predator. I don't know why I decided to say that, but <laughs> it's a fun fact. It stars Russell Crowe as Jackson Healy, Ryan Gosling playing the character of Holland March, and basically these two guys are like private detectives that are investigating the murder of a porn actress and also trying to find a uh, missing person that was partially involved with like the crime itself Connected, yeah. as well. Right. So um, it's, it's a really fucking funny movie. Um, Russell Crowe is, is even though he's not a licensed PI, he actually is really good at his job and at investigations and Holland March played by Gosling. Like he's actually supposed to be a legitimate PI, but he like, screws things up and is aloof like the entire movie even though deep down inside he really is good at his job he's good though, he's, yeah. he's yeah. always Very just good. getting himself into like crazy situations because like he has a drinking problem and he just can't stop drinking like at any time of the day like there's a scene where like it's it's barely like afternoon and like he he meets up with jackson healy and his daughter has to actually drive him to healy himself and they say they stop by at a bar and it, it's pretty fucking hilarious but um basically they're trying to figure out you know the whodunit of this whole murder and the whole like conspiracy behind it, it it's it involves like smog and the auto industry and that's all i can say without really spoiling the plot uh but the situations that they get into are quite funny like it's it's not quite slapstick but you know it is at the same time because march is always getting hurt either because of healy's actions or because of his own because he's drunk and shane black just does a really good job at balancing the comedy and the action it's on hbo if you like action comedies if you're a fan of any either one of these guys i highly recommend it uh also just going to give a really quick shout out i saw good time which is the movie that james mentioned last week and all i'm gonna say is if you have netflix check out this movie you won't be disappointed but yep that's all i've been watching what about you james what have you been watching so i've been doing i mean i watched a lot of things actually but for the most part i one of the things was actually i beat the last of us part two finally so that was a big part of what i've been doing lately all right nice and i mean I'm, i'm not gonna spoil the game at all but i will say as a fan of the first one that this one was super solid i really liked it a lot 
and um, I'd highly recommend it. It's one of those games that's kind of decisive with people because of some pretty big plot points that have happened. Uh, Nabil, I know you're a couple hours into it too, and um, as you know, some people love it or hate it, but uh, I absolutely loved it. It's very somber. It's a good kind of message about how revenge is not always so sweet and all that jazz, so I really enjoyed it. Um, I beat it in about, took about 24, 25 hours to beat. That's not bad. So not too bad. It wasn't crazy, but um, I I liked it quite a bit, and I think I think Naughty Dog, the creators of the game, you know, famous for Uncharted as well, they make some solid stuff, man. It's one of those things where uh, all their games, I don't know what they're going to do next. Maybe they'll do part three. Maybe they'll do a new IP. I'm not sure, but all I know is I will probably most likely buy it. So, Yeah, I've heard uh, really good solid. things about that game. I can't wait to start it. Um, yeah. I haven't really been playing games much, but I'm about to get back on. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. It was really fun. It's one of those. It's a cinematic uh, treat, I'll say. So uh, that's all. I'll leave, I'll leave it with that, just so I don't ruin the thing for you. Uh, I also saw a horror film called Host. It's a Shutter original. Recently, I just uh, subscribed to Shutter. I know I'm gonna <laughs> Shutter original, huh? <laughs> because uh, yeah, it is. It's a Shutter original. It's only on Shutter. So the only way to see it is if you subscribe to Shutter. It's only five bucks a month or something like that. Um, it's a cup cup of coffee. Can you watch Shutter um, on anything like 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 a Xbox, PlayStation? I, I know it's on Roku, um, right? And Apple TV. I have it on Apple TV because yeah. they it's part of their. You can add it as a channel. I know that okay. much. It's really easy. I think it's an app too. I'm assuming, right? It or is an app too. Is it not? on your phone? Um, I don't know yeah. if it's on Xbox and that, but I know that it's on Roku as well as Apple TV. So oh, I, nice. So you should be able to see it there. Um, I don't know why I, I wasn't subscribed to Shutter before, man. Because looking through stuff, it's like all this stuff I like to watch. I was like, God damn, why why didn't I jump on this sooner? <laughs> so recently, Host has been a big one um, because it's it's somewhat of a uh, during COVID um, type of film, I guess you might say. It's about a group of friends that are basically on a Zoom meeting, and it's um, they basically Whoa. have a seance, join the call, what's, and what's happening right they're now? communicating with the dead. And something happens, basically, and the spirit is starts to kind of haunt them down, and is this things happen. Life? I think this is us yeah. right now, James. I know, right? Creepy. Someone else joined. James Ooh. like, you guys want to do a seance on that note? I'm like, uh... Yeah. Uh, okay, On that man. note, I'd like to introduce uh, somebody that's doing the call right now. <laughs> uh, so it's cool because I would say I, I'd say it was all right though. I got really overhyped on it. A lot of people were saying it's. I mean, it's sitting at like 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I will say this much that it's very similar to Unfriended from. That's the one I was thinking of the film that it sounded like was Unfriended. Yeah. yeah. Which is all done as well on the screen, all in one like shot of a screen, and then it, it's like a horror film. Like, oh, what's happening and. Truthfully, I think that's a better movie overall, only because it, it has a little more time. Uh, Host is only like 55 minutes, by the way. It's a really short watch. Uh, all the people on it are very natural because I guess the way that they directed it was like, it was more like improv, like, hey, you just need to get to this point eventually and then things will happen. So the, the whole movie is 55 minutes? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, nice. And actually, truthfully, it helps it because you, you it doesn't need to be long, especially yeah. the last 10 minutes are pretty intense. And it actually goes in a direction I didn't think it was going to go in, which I liked. And they're pretty good jump scares. And it's just kind of funny because it's like a, they're all, they're having like their weekly Zoom meeting is how they hang out and shit. And it's like, oh, look at this. I wonder <laughs> if more movies are going to start doing things like this. And it is low budget, obviously. It's a Shutter original, for God's sake. So but, it's a newer um, film, though? 
like you say yeah it just came out okay so just came out definitely came out about a week That's week cool. or two ago uh they they devised and planned it all within 12 weeks of uh wow. like design uh, like from a thought process script writing all the way to production yeah pretty impressive actually because it looks good um i will say though i would temper expectations if you've seen unfriended if you haven't seen unfriended though this might come off as a like brand new kind of thing to you and i would say it's it's worth a watch yeah i haven't seen it obviously but uh i want to just because of the way it was filmed yeah i like unfriended the sequel the 2018 sequel not so much that one is fucking terrible (laughs) Uh, Unfriended Dark Web or whatever the fuck it's called. It is so bad, but the first one is really good. And I think that's the movie they did all in one shot, so that's even more impressive. Yeah. So check that one out. Um, I guess I'm also telling people to watch Unfriended right now, I guess. I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it came out six years ago. Oh my god, they're fuck. so ahead of their time. Uh, that one, I think, just has a more of a payoff with the characters because it's kind of about cyberbullying, too, and stuff. Uh, yesterday, also, I saw, because I've seen a lot of movies lately, on... It's actually on Amazon Prime, but I rented it for 99 cents on iTunes, because I didn't know it was on Prime. Because every week, iTunes has a movie for 99 cents, so I jumped on it. Uh, it is the 2019 film, but it was actually more released this year, Vivarium. I don't know if you guys have heard about this one. It stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg, and I always say her name wrong, so I apologize if it's not right. Imogen Poots, right? Emojin Poots? Emojin Poots, yes. I think. I believe I that's know. her name. You, you might be right. I don't know. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, I, I know she's, you're talking about. She's really, she's a really, yeah. she's a British actress, but they, they play as a couple I've, I've that... heard of this movie. I saw someone post about it um, on Instagram, but I didn't yeah. know what it was about. Yeah, so it's about a couple that basically goes to, and they meet up with a realtor to check out this um, suburb called Yonder. And when they go there, all the houses are like ex- entirely the same thing, and they're all green, they're all plain, they all are. There's like no taste or smell to anything. It's like, oh, this place sucks. So when they try to leave, because they're like, no, we're not interested. <laughs> Sounds like if um, I were an interior decorator, it would just <laughs> suck. It's just gonna be the same thing over and over. <laughs> but sir, there's no uniqueness. Yeah, I know. That's what's cool about it, right? No it's one, faster no and cheaper fights. that way. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, it basically shoots them down to a point where they're trying to leave and they realize they can't escape. They keep coming back to the house and they soon realize that some other kind of force is, um, tempting them or baiting them to uh, Beetlejuice? stay, basically. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It is, it is a movie that definitely goes into direction I did not think it was going to go in. I did not like the movie. I don't think it was a good payoff, especially, it's only an hour and a half, by the way. A lot of these movies I've seen lately are like an hour, half, hour, 20. Like, so, is this the, keep is it this tight, the new you know? Get through. Yeah. But the thing is, Nibble, I'll say this much, is that I wrote a review on this as well on Letterboxd. So check me out. Uh, on Letterboxd.com slash review 1617. But uh, the, the the movie itself would have Please been a better episode. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got a decent following. Uh, would be a better, like an episode of Twilight Zone, basically, man. Oh, it doesn't really? need to so be an hour and a half. Promise. If it was 50 minutes, this would actually be like a solid story because it has that sense of, um, like, of a, there, obviously there's a twist to this. I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. But the twist is, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the whole movie itself, it, it, it get kind of, you kind of figure it out within 40 minutes, right? Sorry. Yeah, and then there's just, like another, then there's another 40 or 50 minutes. You're like, God damn, there's another 50 minutes. I just minutes. pictured Nabil twirling his mustache. I'm sorry. What a twist. <laughs> so the whole point, I think, is like, 
it, it the pacing's a little too slow. I did like Poots and Eisenberg in this one. They actually have pretty good chemistry. And the way that they work off of each other, you, you do feel bad for them because they're in a situation where it's like, fuck, this sucks, man. Like, no one would want to be stuck in these, like, suburbs. I don't know if yeah. it's, like, a message or me- metaphor for, like, suburban life and it's just monotonous and it's the same thing every single day kind of thing. Maybe that's what they're going for. But I don't think it was strong enough to be the message, I guess, is what they were trying to convey. So it kind of fell flat when we were trying to actually deliver on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say that. Like I said, I either episode of Dark Mirror or Twilight Zone, whatever, whichever two, it would work better as a shorter, like just a just like a shorter, shorter verse, like little story. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be a whole movie, but near the end, I, I will say like it has a cool twist to it, which I kind of predicted because we've seen too many, too, too many of these <laughs> things. So I was like, well, I bet it's this. And it happened. I was like, mm, of course. Of course, but it's one of those movies that you know if you if you're dying to see it, it's actually f- streaming on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime, so it's completely free. I'd say you'd you'd know within the first twenty minutes if you're gonna like the movie or not. But I'd say for me personally, <laughs> nah, it's not even worth a watch at this point. It's it's it was pretty boring overall. Sounds like a no. Only because it kept me. Gu- I mean, it kept me guessing. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't super boring, but it was the payoff's not worth it. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. So that's everything I've been watching, guys. Good shit, man. And Looks like we had okay. a pretty decent variety this time. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, for the most part, I watched more just like Marco, but we'll leave that for oh, another time. Not me. That's that's <laughs> what I watched. No, you, you like, are that's me it. this week, Nabil. Nabil was scraping the bottom of the barrel. He's like, that's all I have, though, my friend. <laughs> I saw, I mean, I was going to mention, too, I'll make like a side note. I watched every single uh, George A. Romero uh, dead film, by the way. Oh I yes, did. that's right. I didn't even bring those up only because of the last and, three and that's the bad. The last two mouth. that you saw didn't even know they existed. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead yeah. are two of the worst movies ever. I mean, seen. I've I've been watching a bunch of old movies too. I'm not gonna lie. I saw uh, Alien Three, the director's cut on HBO Max. Also, oh nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, when uh, when Prometheus came out, Nabil, right? And Nabil and I watched every, every direct available director's cut of every Alien movie. Yeah, don't don't sleep on HBO Max. Check the extras section because that's where they yeah. hide the director's Their cut. Their UI the movie isn't it. the best, but they've, it they've is got not, some dude. nice stuff in there though. If you look for it, yeah, yeah. And also check out Shutter garbage <laughs> horror film. No, you're absolutely you right. Know, you're a horror film fan. They they do have a lot because my sister w- was on it, but she used dude, to. Dude, there's a the lot of movies on there yeah. that I've always wanted to watch, and I'm like, well, now I can watch it. Yeah, well, they've got it, a lot of right? stuff on there, and it's come a long way. I was, I was talking to someone about film. Shutter, and she was telling me, I don't know if she joined it or she was going to join it, and I was like, I don't know if I it's, want to. It was really like cheap compared. I mean, because I yeah. I canceled DC Universe, right. as you guys know. Because I watched everything available that I wanted to watch. It's and all going to go to HBO Max. HBO Max now I anyways. Because yeah. like, all I want to watch is Doom Patrol Season 2 now, and it's on HBO Max. So I'm like, why am I paying $8 a month for this? Because right. I don't... I, I mean, I use the comics to a point, but I think the way they're going to do it is the comics will be separate, like Marvel Unlimited, probably. And they'll move all the media stuff to HBO Max, I'm assuming, right? That'd Especially with the Snyder Cut stuff coming out. Yeah, I, mean, I remember we were saying that. Right? Like, It would be smart if they do it after like the DC fandom thing, and they just move everything there. <laughs> okay, so uh, the, okay, so cool with the everything we've been watching, guys. Let's get into our topic of the week, which is our Studio Ghibli mini-review of the 2002 film The Cat Returns. From the legendary Studio Ghibli, creators of Spirited Away, comes The Cat Returns to select cinemas nationwide. When a young girl saves a strange cat, she is suddenly whisked away to a mysterious kingdom of cats in this delightful family adventure. 
Okay, so the IMDb description for this one is after helping a cat, a 17-year-old girl finds herself involuntarily engaged to a cat prince in a magical world where her only hope of freedom lies with a dapper cat statuette come to life. This is directed by Hiroyuki Morita. This stars Anne Hathaway as Haru. Carrie Ills returns as the Baron. Judy Greer as Yuki. Andrew Bevis as Prince Loon. Kristen Bell as Hiromi. Uh, that's Andy Richter is Nataru. Peter Boyle is Muda. And Tim Curry is the Cat King. Uh, just like our other Studio Ghibli films, guys, we're gonna we're gonna pretty much spoil these right off the bat. There's not much to really spoil in this one, to tell you the truth. Um, I'm gonna start with Mark on this one. And just a heads up, the reason why we chose the Cat Returns for this one after doing the Whisper of the Heart, the 1995 Studio Ghibli film from last time, is this is technically like a spinoff of that one. So yes. that's why it's the only Studio Ghibli film to have a spinoff or. I guess spiritual sequel. Hence in a way, why but... the cat returns. Yeah, hence why the <laughs> cat returns in a way because Carriels uh, was also the Baron in that movie as well. So, yes. right. uh, Marco, what did you uh, think about this one? It's a yay, but not a strong one. Uh, it's it. It's an interesting story, and. It's a cool it's little spin-off. Right what? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird, Marco. What are you it, it is. It's very fucking weird. I mean... Bro, she's 20 minutes in. She's like, I'll marry that cat right now. Uh, dude, <laughs> I, I had some issues. I'm like, bro, she's in love with a cat? What the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, that's... She was feeling it, too. She, I was yeah. like, okay, I'll cool. So we it, have... I'll do it. On top of bestiality, we also have, uh, you know, uh, an, an underage uh, person engaged to a cat that's supposed to be like a full-grown adult i mean compared to the incest and in most of the uh, anime genres <laughs> i think it's pretty, pretty tame, light, i guess yeah that's yeah, pretty tame yeah uh, but um it, yeah it was weird but i mean it's you still understand <laughs> like stuff. the whole message with what haru is trying to what that haru learns albeit it shouldn't have been the way that it was shown in the movie it, it's just fucking too much for her to just learn something like a lesson i'm like was that really necessary so yeah i uh, you know, it's it's a it's a soft yay because I, I still to enjoyed it to a point. Um, I, I thought the characters, at least the voice actors, did good. Yeah, we saw it in English. We're very you know we're, we're doing we're it all in English. That's how it is. Ocean, ocean waves <laughs> will be the only cultured. one, only because that one is only in Japanese. Okay? Yeah, uh, they're right good now. dubs. <laughs> Tim Curry <laughs> did solid as playing the piece of shit cat king, who's just a fucking sicko. But Tim Curry Uta. pulled it off. He can play any character. Uh, even one that you despise, because I was just like, dude, this guy's fucking no, gross. No, I was like, Nabil Muta's Peter Boyle, bro. Yeah. Oh, I like Which I like Muta, Muta was in the first movie, right? No, no. not really. It's the cat no. that they call Moon and Muta? That's what I thought. No, I don't think so. It's not the same. He doesn't talk in that one at all. It, well, I know which cat you're talking about, but no, because that cat, I think, was gray also. But maybe. Yeah, well, I think they just maybe shared a name, but but yeah, it, you know, soft yay. It's not really something you've got to go out of your way to see, yeah. to watch. Um, so, Nabil, as a cat owner yourself, what, what do you think? <laughs> uh, the cats weren't as adorable as mine is, so I'll tell you that much. But the they film itself. They were dancing, sir. They, they were. The, <laughs> it, was, it was a no. I, walked in their I think it was the first time I've seen a Studio Ghibli film, and I was like, I don't, I don't know why this exists. It didn't. I was texting James about this. I said... It didn't feel Texting like... me on the side, I see. Uh, you yeah. know, just always on the side. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like a Studio Ghibli film. The animation seemed a bit off. The story seemed a bit... Like, not even in the fantastical nature way like a lot of the other films are. It just, just seemed like a... 
this is a kid's story that we wanted to make real kind of thing, like out of a children's story. I mean, it's an hour 20. It's, it's short. A, it's yeah. pretty tight, yeah. I guess. And and another thing, I'm not saying that the plot is bad or anything. Like, it's, it's fine for what it is, but for a Studio Ghibli film, I felt like it didn't meet that caliber. It just yeah, seemed it like wasn't some offshoot animated film that, that was made in Japan. Um, yeah. The dubs were great. Again, the voice acting is always good, so you can't complain about that, but... Um, I didn't, I don't know. I just really wasn't feeling the story. And especially after seeing the original and then seeing this kind of offshoot side sequel thing, mm-hmm. like why were they going to make a series out of it? A TV show? I don't know, but it just seemed kind of weird to even throw that in. Like, yeah, it didn't make any a little sense to me. strange, right? Yeah. But what about you, James? What were you, what were your thoughts on it? Well, this being the third time I've seen this movie now, <laughs> um, shit. This is definitely on the bottom of my list for Studio Ghibli films. It ranks up there with, full of what we've seen so far, probably like Pompoko. Oh, this one this. definitely doesn't make my top ten. <laughs> no, I think you're finally out of the top ten with this. <laughs> no, eleven. Like it's number eleven. It's number, it's number eleven, bro. <laughs> I think you're at thirteen now. Yeah. Uh, so this one, I I don't even like the animation in this one. Yeah. It's a little too clean. You know yes, what I'm talking about? I agree. It doesn't look like a Ghibli film. Because there's movies that come out after this that look totally like the old style, but I, I know it's probably art direction, so I'm not gonna, you know, whatever. That's depending on the an- animators themselves. Uh, different director too again on this one. So, and I, I truthfully, I don't like the story in this one. It's, uh, I don't think Haru really even learns a lesson by the end of this all. She kind of gets saved by everybody else. I mean, the, like, well, the shit, lesson was what for her situation? to for her to feel to stand up for herself and to speak her mind, kind of thing, and yeah, and but, do. I mean, yeah. like in the beginning, then she wakes up and she's like ready. I mean, or is it just the message just to wake up early and to make your mom? Breakfast? I mean, how many times during the film did she feel like she just was settling? She's like, I'm mixing the whisper returns. Okay. Okay. Really <laughs> 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 no, it, it, just shit. like when the bill said, and also to kind of take, uh, you know, take life just like a little more serious, I guess. Also, because she's she's very like irresponsible and and aloof at first, and then she you know, is she's, yeah she's able to kind of kind after of she went through all that shit. She's able to appreciate her life a little bit more. But, and, I mean, the character development is definitely second. Yeah, well, because she like saved the, the cat. Story. You know, she went and went on her way to save the cat. Like, so is she really aloof? She oh, obviously because you saw the cat twice. about to get hit, but and again, the cat stood on its hind legs. Like, thanks. Like, I get like Creepy. the lessons she learned, but what did that have to do <laughs> with <laughs> what she I went did. through? I don't. I don't yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it has nothing to do. Uh, I don't. Once again, like, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like a sequel to Whisper of the Heart. They just chose a creature from the last thing yeah, like, hey, like, let's connect her kind of yeah i was expecting it to be more connected to whisper the heart and it wasn't and even it's just with the baron i guess but even the yeah, baron, but the baron was so he's in the shop window it's not the yeah, same shop not the same neighborhood it looks completely and like that was I, just the nipple i told you it's a spin-off okay it doesn't have to connect his heart yo baron what were these powers for the other movie like it just out of nowhere yeah He's he's yeah, got I all like these the abilities more, that, that he pulls out. I of his like the ass. more fantastical version of a Whisper of the Heart. So. Yeah, I mean it's either lean all the way into it like they usually do, um, or keep it grounded like they did in the in the last film, and that that would have been fine yeah. too. But this is just kind of like it's like a kid's fantasy book, is what it, like, it is. Watch it. No, like, it is. It is straight up. Yeah. It is like a like a, hey, almost like an Alice in Wonderland. Like yeah, hey, exactly. Went into this world and. This is happening, and you have it, it's even kind of reminiscent. You got to escape Except now. Except there's an older cat sex offender that wants to marry a seventeen year old. Yeah, motivation no, will seem kind of yeah. weird too. Just like yeah. he's really pressing. The motivation for this. is weird. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's this is like Debil said for anime wise. This is very very tame, as opposed to some of the stuff we've seen. So this is definitely one of those things that's it's pretty norm for their yeah. culture and 
it probably translates better in the Japanese, I'm assuming. So, um, I mean, overall, I don't think it's... This is probably one of the... It's weird. It's at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. <laughs> what so, the fuck? Yeah, and sure. I don't agree with that at all. It's one of those movies that I... It, it's held up to a point because it's... It, well, shit, it came out 18 years ago at this point, but... It's a movie that I, I don't think is necessary to watch. If there's any of like a list of like essential movies to watch due to Ghibli Wise, this is never gonna make it, in my opinion. So yeah. it, like when I finished the movie, the credits were rolling and I was it's just sitting fast, there in my though. thoughts, I was like, huh. I I still I, I guess I still liked watching it, but I'm like, this wasn't really necessary for like for me to no. watch in the scope of the whole library I, of was, ghibli films yeah i almost was like because i've been making the list for these ghibli things and i was even like man we should choose something else because i i personally already knew i don't like this movie and i mean nabil noticed that i knocked it out like the next day the ones that that aren't heavy hitters I, either that, oh exactly yeah. we're, i mean we're we only have three six we have nine movies left and a lot of these are going to be the ones that are not as well known we can't like and everything. i think that's cool because uh finally we've hit one that you know, I don't, I don't like this one. Like straight up. I mean, I'll watch Pom Poco again over this. Yeah. And I keep, sorry, I keep is mentioning it, that. It's just Pom Poco <laughs> yeah, no, gives me nightmares. Is it because the, oh. uh, because the raccoons actually had testicles in that one? And they didn't do it for the cats. <laughs> yeah, they were actually uh, using the testicles as their uh, transforming abilities. They're tanukis, by <laughs> the way, no sir. They're not, they're not raccoons. <laughs> Makes no sense. Tanuki Mario. That was a very Japanese film. Yes. And I was like, I don't think this is made for us, guys. But I would say overall, not in, it's this is in my bottom five. Yeah, if you're if you're I'll curious, if you're really curious, now. or if you want to complete the whole library of Studio Ghibli, check then, it out. It's I mean yeah. it's on HBO Max. Check it out. But I I'll say would it once, say, say it again. What else are you gonna watch end. right leave, now? Leave it near yeah. the end. I'd say right. There's some well, we still have some really good ones, but there's a couple that are worse than this coming up that I oh, I goodness. don't particularly like. Just to let you know. Uh, we were going to do the Secret World of Arietti, but we're going to announce what we're doing next uh, time, by the way. So we're going to skip one, but it'll be it'll probably be back on the next one or the one after. So we might do a marathon after. So we got stuff in the plan, but don't worry, we're not we're not forgetting it. Uh, we do want to make sure that Marco sees all these to get a more complete top ten. So <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to get me to the top twenty eventually. Eventually, you'll get there. You'll get there, little guy. But yeah, the cat returns. I'd say. There's really just not much to say about it. I'll be it's honest. It really is it, man. It's a meh. I almost wonder if we were younger, if we would like it though. I feel like because it does feel, you know, you know, like, like the a kid, movies, like would a kid like, like this better? You know, like I the films know, like Swan Princess, want, like a forty-year-old guy to want to marry them. Who knows? <laughs> Most people want well, you know, David like Bowie those films like like Swan Princess or <laughs> Thumbelina, <laughs> those kind of style films that were back in the early nineties. But was it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't ruin it. Dude, Secret World area is no Thumbelina and stuff like that, though. I know. You know, yeah, like those kind of films from from when we were younger in the nineties. That's what those it reminded me of. Yeah, but they those were, were good. Th- those though. movies no, are those product- are good though, Nabil. Those movies are a product of their time, Nabil. This movie was made in like the two thousands. I was like, I know. It felt like it should have been early nineties though. Yeah, 2002 though. Yeah, um, still pretty early in 2000s. All right, so let's move on to the horror film. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the new David Ayer film, <laughs> The Tax Collector. You heard of me? What have you heard? I heard you're the devil. I might be. Ah, come on, fool. 
Every gang in LA has to pay their taxes. What's up, Holmes? Wake up. If you stack short, go rob a bank. Rob your own mother. There's no excuses. Do not test that. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa. You guys look like a couple of monsters. Who in the hell, man? Yeah, but I'm at peace with that. Uh What's up, Johnny Cash? How about that time you gave me like three different STDs? Are you kidding? Oh, just kidding. She's kidding. You got your wife, you got your kids, you got your castle. Daddy! I'm supposed to terrorize the herd. That's my function. God allows me to walk through the darkness and come back into the light. What did you see in me? I heard that you were this big bad gangster. You're taxing 43 different street gangs. That's thousands of dudes in the most violent subculture in Los Angeles. The count's short. Alright guys, so this is sitting at an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and the IMDb description <laughs> is so bad. Uh, first off, I'd like to apologize to everyone. I actually brought up uh, that we should watch this. Uh, but it was between this and apparently the boring-ass American Pickle, according to Bill, so I don't know which one was going to really make you guys listen to this episode so let's let's have some fun a quote-unquote tax collector working for a local crime lord (laughs) finds his family's safety compromised when the rival of his boss shows up in la and upends the business this is directed by david ayer who made some decent movies like end of watch 2012 fury in 2014 some ant movies suicide squad in 2016 and uh absolutely terrible movie called bright in 2017 that we actually uh did a review on we did so I didn't realize he had made okay, a movie Scott, in three years. It's okay, Scott. You're forgiven. Yeah, thanks, Scott, for bringing that one up. I remember he's like, "You guys should watch Bright." Didn't he say it was good? Yeah. No, I, I don't think know. he liked or, this movie. Didn't he? I don't he? think he did. I don't think. Oh, he did. okay. I, I think hope it was not. just because it was brand Christ. new. Yeah. He's like, check yeah. out the Bright. It's got like an orc or some shit in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, this stars Bobby Soto as David, uh, Cynthia Carmona as Alexis, Shia LaBeouf as Creeper. Jose Coneo Martin as Coneo, Cheyenne Ray Hernandez as Gata, Clay Sloan as Bone, and George Lopez randomly as Uncle Louie. So, wow. I feel like everybody signed up in this film for um, their potential death scenes. I think they signed... Oh, you know what? No, let's not do spoiler shit. (laughs) I was like, we could. It's not really ruining much. Um... Uh, can I actually start this time, guys? Would that be all right? Go for it. Do a yeah. little di- we're doing things a little different yeah. here. Uh, this is the second worst movie I've seen all year. Just hands second down. Second worst. Yeah, you guys didn't have the pleasure of seeing The Grudge with me. In, uh, oh, no, July that's 1st. right. We did not. Or July 2nd. That was no. still the worst movie I've no. seen all year. I did see that with you, James. Oh, shit. That was you. Wait, yeah. uh, that wasn't Mikey? Uh, we, we, we both were there. For the, for oh the my one. god, Marco! Dude, that's how much that that's movie has the, messed no, me up. Still, I don't recall. That's the worst movie I've still seen. Yeah, that's Just still the worst know. movie ever. That might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Period. But the tax collector is right up there, which is strange because there are some scenes that I thought could have worked a little bit better in this movie, but for the most part, I'm just gonna come right out and say it. I wish this focused on Shia LaBeouf, like. Right off the bat, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. I guess I thought it was actually about him. Yeah. But Bobby Soto is actually the main character in this one who plays David. And I guess I should have figured that out in the first ten minutes because I was like, "Oh, okay, they haven't shown Shia LaBeouf yet. What's going on here?" And he's his motivations are terrible in this movie. And overall, there's even a twist at the end that made me actually laugh out loud. So <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> what about you, Marco? Uh, it's a nay. Definitely, yeah. definitely, <laughs> nay. definitely a nay. Uh, I, can I say one last thing? I actually sent you guys that text on Saturday <laughs> where I was like, hey, have you guys seen this yet? Yeah. As a, hey, don't watch this fucking movie. I was trying to stop it from happening, but when Marco said he had already seen it, I was like, god damn it. Yeah. Just to let I you know, Friday, I, tr- I, tr- I tried. Um, and you want to know something else hella crazy? I fucking bought this movie. I own uh, this movie. Jesus Damn. fucking I Christ. I hovered It was 15 bucks, and I thought it would go on the movies anywhere because I was like, oh, I'll buy it on iTunes, and it didn't, and I was like, fuck. Anyways, go ahead, Marco. No, man. I almost <laughs> bought it, and I was like, you know what? Mm, it's seven bucks to rent. I'm just going to rent it, and then later down the year, if I really want to buy it, I'll buy it. Maybe the price will go down. I'm glad it's like cre- I... It's like- it's like Creeper, man. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad I made that choice. But it's an A. It's still, it has a little bit of charm to it. And because it's so it's so bad, it's good at some points. I can't recommend this movie to anybody, though. Hands down, I can't. I'm like, skip this one entirely. Trust me. Unless you really are like a like hardcore David Iyer or Shia LaBeouf fan. And you, you just want to watch everything in the library. Fine, go for it. Waste. I, I told I told Jill life. not to watch this movie. Uh, I I, <laughs> I think <laughs> like, I think you like David. I think David was just this. poorly written. I mean, the Bobby Soto did as best he could with what he had. Yeah. But David Iyer seemed to Mickey Mouse all these fucking characters. Um, I, I'm like, wow, what happened to you, Ayer? Like, End of Watch was great, Fury was great, and then you just sort of just fucking fell off the cliff. David, yeah. the character of David just has no real arc. I think James and I were talking about that. Like he has, he has no personality. No, dude. no. I, mean, I like that. It focused on him. I didn't mind that Shia was, you know, the secondary character, but also at the same time, creeper didn't even really need to be in this fucking movie. Then all characters were just not written. Well, I don't care about anyone. I don't care about David. No, I don't care about creeper. I don't care about their family. Well, David's family. They, they're, the whole movie there's no there's no tension there's no there's nothing to challenge them nothing to make david a different person from the beginning of the movie to the movie like he's the same fucking dude like he learns a minor lesson and it's kind of kind of the action was fucking horrible because it's 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 just boom 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 like shoot out dead dead and that's it there's no like a challenge how, like it, that's it's how it is in the streets bro yeah yeah <laughs> just but a couple <laughs> shots and they run off there's nothing bro, like really lot, dramatic a lot, lot of running a lot of running in yeah this one. it's just something ha- something happens <laughs> and then we're supposed to care but we're not given a reason as to why and then like something else happens and someone dies and you're just like oh, okay but you, they they do nothing the movie does nothing to warrant any fucking emotions and some of those deaths some of those feelings aren't even they're not earned like never gonna have time with the characters no care about anyone which is crazy because we had a whole like 30 fucking minutes before something even happened even happens like even while they were doing their collections at the beginning of the movie there's there's some tension where somebody fucks up and you think okay here's gonna be like uh, a bump in the road no it smooths out perfectly it's like oh okay no we're good okay nothing happened and you're just watching Uh, you're like oh okay like yeah, well, that was the perfect well, opportunity. As cliche as it would have been, that would have been the perfect opportunity to like create some sort of like challenge or something like a, a cork and you know to to 
liven things up a little bit, but everything just seemed flat the whole time. And I was like, okay, cool. What about you, uh, Nabil? Oh no, no, this is this is a bad film. <laughs> this is Shia LaBeouf as Creeper, best part of the film for sure. Um, and there's there's a lot of things I want to talk about about the plot and, and tell me more stuff Holmes. That brought up already, so we'll talk about it more in the spoilers. But I, I will mention one thing that I don't understand what David Ayer was trying to show in this film because you, he's definitely trying to put you in this world of of kind of like. A gang drug cartel thing Mexican going on in Mexico, Mexico. yeah. LA, but yeah. at the same time, you don't see the hierarchy. Bobby Soto's character, David, is supposed to be, or, or I guess his uncle, really George Lopez, Uncle Lewis, is supposed to be the highest ranking person that you see over there. But the nobody respects him apparently, and then nobody. David doesn't do anything. Creeper is the muscle, but also the only person that anybody's scared of. Nobody's scared of David. So it just seems like yeah. what was what were they trying to show? Um, with David's duality of the two lives living, Creeper had just much more of an interesting background. Just yeah. speaking with him, you know, I mean, you got to know him about keto. That's what I, told you. I wish you we talk just about his knew his belief him. in God, and David's like, you know, why well, I believe in Jesus, and I believe in having family. Like, but I was why? like, hey, like, Creeper sounds like he's smashing on all the hoes. Can we find <laughs> out a little bit more about Dad, please? Yeah. Like, he it's just had more interest also- in his back. You don't you don't really see like any of the shit that Creepers done. They're old flashbacks. That's the other thing is that where Do you think this was edited though? M- maybe a little bit. Like every David Ayer film, was there like an air cut of this where there's like an hour missing? There might be because I don't understand why Shia that? took it that far and you didn't even get anything from his character really. No. Because, I mean, which Nabil is mentioning Shia LaBeouf actually got his whole chest tattooed. Yeah, see movie. his chest once. He's he's <laughs> he <once>. very quick. <laughs> And it's near the end of his time on this film. So, yeah, and like, it's a real, like, legit, like, tattoo as well. Yeah. Like, he, he gets into characters a little crazy, and I, and he likes David Ayer a lot. Because I know, uh, Fury and such like that. So, I didn't even notice the fucking tattoo, bro. <laughs> I saw this shit in 4K. It just come over at my house. I own the video, bro. I can show you anytime <laughs> you want. <laughs> anytime. I own it forever now. Just anytime you want. I just. Uh, but yeah, but yeah like, just there's a lot <laughs> happening in this film that <laughs> thinks that it's supposed to be telling you something and there really isn't like nothing really you don't get anything out of the story it's uh, james, like james knows what it was telling him it was telling him about the keto diet it was. oh yeah he's on keto, <laughs> he's on and keto. I was like, son of a bitch i'm on keto as well sir i mean creeper's the most interesting person in the whole fucking movie the whole and movie. it's not even about him nope and they talk about how he's such a crazy fucking guy. Like, I liked when he's unhinged and he's like, I want to fucking waste this guy. I'm like, dude. He holds it. him back multiple fucking times. do it. And it's then like, David's like, hold it. on, man. We don't have the budget in the movie to do this. <laughs> Wait, what? So, <laughs> But they show all this stuff and I'm like, damn. And then when, I mean, uh, which I'm going to spoilers. I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it like, when it does come to time for him to do it, it doesn't happen. It's like, all right. fuck, Very really? What a like, shitty dude, payoff. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's The movie's flat the entire time, man. There's nothing. And then David is like, okay, is David a, is he trying to show that he's a good guy? He gives a dude money back. He's fucking. I think I think the the point of that is showing that he's not as strong as he needs to be to like lead. But at the same time, they do such a shitty way of showing it. It's like you don't understand. That's that's the way they show it. That's the only way. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a a criminal, but he's not a criminal. Like they talk about that. They robbed like armored cars and stuff in the past and shit like that. But you, they I never like, mentioned. I would have liked to see that scene. They never <laughs> right. mentioned anything about. Then yeah, they yeah. never mentioned anything about killing. It's always 
creeper being the one that pulls the trigger or that does with the, the flashback stuff. sequence where he's yeah. showing mm-hmm. like dragging a body or yeah. like pulling a guy through or cutting a guy's fucking fingers off it's like okay i guess you know and i don't yeah. i really don't think as much as I don't think Creeper was written better. It's just that Shia LaBeouf did better with his performance. I that's think, with it. What he that's had, probably really. Shia LaBeouf is, it has a hundred times more personality than Bobby Soto. No offense to anybody that likes Bobby Soto, but yeah. he, uh, he, I mean, just saying, he has more experience for one, and he's worked with Air before, so that could have helped as well. But it just he did more with what he had, really, and it was, and that that's what made it worse. When it's like, can we have more? But we don't get it. I don't even. I, the only thing I even know Bobby Soto from is the A Better Life, which is a good drama. But outside of that, I don't think he's not. He's not in as many things. Oh, and he's in Narcos Mexico, apparently. Okay, so is he? I don't know then. So yeah, apparently. Sorry, fuck, I've seen like, that. I don't even know, I don't who, even know who the fuck he is. <laughs> Wait, I've seen this guy in two episodes. Yeah, you have, sir. You sure, he's not Better Call Saul. No, that's the another Hispanic <laughs> guy. Me, bro. I think the guy that is in the uh, one of the one of the shops. I'm like, is that Victor from fucking Fast and the Furious, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the Hispanic guy's in every fucking movie, uh, or Hector, what the fuck his name is. Uh, so I mean, let's go into spoilers, guys. I don't. I only want to bring up really just the end. So yeah, don't watch this, though, guys. So like, I I'd, I'd highly recommend. I'd highly recommend just listening to the spoilers, just so you don't have to. So just a little itch there for you. Yeah, so. skip this one. Yeah. Uh, so you, the twist, quote unquote twist, I guess, is we find out that um, Senator uh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Senator Bill Organa himself. Bill Organa is um, David's uh, dad, and he's Jim actually Schmitz. wizard. Yeah. So he basically somewhat gives you like maybe the bigger story here was David's like protecting his overall family, and he doesn't like team up with the other. Uh, fucking voodoo welding fucking bad guy Conejo. i guess is what they're going on well that's yeah, what i was Conejo saying himself it, like i was telling you before too james that it was, that was manufactured scene, drama <laughs> it was it was he created all that for his son to suffer was before, it it was, was that for, what happened? it was for him to see what he was made of which because he killed those three cartel guys in the prison right there and that's that's what happens because his, his uncle says you know, your you know, wizard kill moved on the cartel and they sent Conejo and that he was the answer. And so basically alludes to the fact that Wizard knew that Conejo would go to those extremes and like kill his family, kill his friends, shit like that. Shit that the cartel does and see if David could endure through that and be a leader. But it turns out David didn't even fucking want but that. Then you but they didn't but then do you a good lose job. everything in the process though? Mm-hmm. Like his wife's dead. That, that was the cost. Yeah. Griper Griper dead. Why wouldn't yeah. he just tell him that though? Why put him out in the fucking wind and be like because, he's bro, gonna figure it out? Dude, because they're fucking <laughs> kings, bro. <laughs> they're not oh gonna spell it out for you. Because he's the tax collector, bro. Yeah. Because I mean, like, it that showed that sense. the whole time David was never the hard one, it was always Creeper. And so they they took out Creeper because that was his fucking muscle, like his to see if David could stand on his own. But again, it was fucking poorly written because I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Honestly. He's like, hey man, you just gotta team up with these black folk and then you get to just get this shit going, bro. Truthfully, the the best part was when he teamed up with the bloods, man. And I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. cool. The the one scene but, when they bust in and shoot the guys and they do the slow motion, that's actually the best shot in the entire mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I was like, oh look at that. That's where the money went for a slow motion basically. bullet time event, basically. Pablo. Um man. I got nothing else to say. This movie's terrible, dude. I'm so sorry we watched this. 
Well, I mean. But if you guys ever want to watch it, let me give you my iTunes login, and I can get <laughs> you guys right back up on it. David Iger like was like half asleep while making this movie, just like uh, let's get this over. He's like, fuck. How I much? How much film we got? What can we? An hour and a half. All right, cool. That's enough. Let's let's good enough for me. Fucking wrap it up. Did you guys like the soundtrack? <laughs> Music's right. I actually did. Yeah, I think David Iger does a good job getting soundtracks yeah. together. I'll give him that much on all his movies. <laughs> yeah, that was probably better than the movie. I don't even. Half of it was Hispanic songs, so I was just bumping along. I was like, I love like the this. Spanish rap. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty Ooh. cool. It's actually, I think it's actually the dude who plays Conejo himself because he's a, he's, he's a, rapper, a rapper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he, I'm like, he's playing himself in this movie. What the? Fuck? He basically, I mean, I, in a way, yeah, you could tell. I was like, okay, this guy's, this guy's crazy as fuck. Is there a supernatural element to this shit? You know, oh, okay. he was just, he was doing a Mayan ritual actually. Uh, so yeah, guys. Uh, I'd say no. Don't, don't watch this. Don't do what we did. We spent a combined uh, thirty-four dollars to watch this. So don't do it. <laughs> we could have just shared others. it at someone's account. And be like, here, guys, just share it for now. I don't know why we didn't split on the Voodoo. We could have bought it. No, I still don't think I even want. No, that dude, Voodoo. you really no. want that on the Voodoo? <laughs> no, it's an Apple account forever now, so it doesn't even. <laughs> it's on my iTunes, though. They think recommended because you saw the tax collector. I'm like, please stop. All right, so that's the end of the pod. Sorry about that one, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> feedback, uh, response, reviews. Uh, you guys have been really active on the socials lately. Appreciate that. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Movie Pals Pod. Please follow us and like us and leave a comment if you want or a suggestion. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud, or iHeartRadio, hit the subscribe button, and you'll never miss an episode. Please make sure to leave us a review, too. Uh, we're really trying to bump up that four, <laughs> four and a half star rating back up to uh, the five stars. Pick um, to five. Again, I'll leave it really simple for you. Just leave a yay or an A. Yay Why or an A. Why do you hate That's us? It. What did you do? What do we do to you? <laughs> Is it because we picked this movie? <laughs> we're Almost sorry. Like I heard one of them not talking nicely about people. But yeah, th- um, thanks for yeah. everything. We will be uh, posting more on social media, possibly a, a question for our next segment. You guys could ask us anything. Yes. Stay yes, tuned yes, yes. for that. So uh, tune in next time, guys. Episode 80, actually. Look at that. Only 20 away from 100. Oh, boy. That's Ooh. in a year's time, guys. <laughs> this man can do math. Uh, we're going to do something a little different here, guys, because basically nothing's really coming out. Yeah, we're we not going to do a shitty movie. We don't want to do a shitty thing. Like, you know, this one, I, I realized early on, uh, I mean, well, Friday or Saturday, I guess, after I saw it, I was like, this is not going to be good. Uh, we're going to watch the Netflix show Dark. We're going to watch season one. Yes. So we're going to watch the season one. So that's why that's why Marco's saying that we might have it. it. We might have to take the whole time to, because re- we've. I don't think we've done a TV show the whole thing, guys, have we? Not a TV show. I would think we so. we've only done it for the the challenge, like a topic, yeah. But and we did it for a topic. Depending so on how complex it is, I've heard really good things about this one, and a few of you guys have actually told us to watch uh, Dark. So yes. it's supposed to be kind of somewhat similar to Stranger Things. So Marco will be asking some questions though, just in case for our topic of the week. But our plan is to watch season one of Dark, and we will be reviewing the whole season. And then there, there's three seasons total, so if that goes well, there's a possibility down the line we could do more of those. And I know each concurrent season isn't even last episode, so it, I don't think it'd be too hard of a thing to go through. And it's only, with what, three seasons total? Yeah. So so until then, though, guys, uh, this is James. And Marco. And Abil. Have a good one. <laughs>